Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of 15 Million Flowers. We're joined this week by a musician, JJ Demon. You should look up all of his content on Spotify, YouTube, etc. He is an artist, uh, a dirty gang, and, uh, and we're going to be talking a bit about a bit about personal politics and relating that personal politics to our artistic pursuits. This is a uh, really fun episode to record, so please uh, be sure to listen all the way to the end. Uh, please follow the Psychic Dolphin Broad on all of our social media accounts. Please follow JJ Demon as well. Uh, find him, find his content. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon if you like bonus content like uh, like these episodes so that we can continue to do more and maybe switch to a weekly release instead of every other week. We're here to topple the statues, possibly burn us a flag. See the razor blade tattoo? What you think about that? We're here to scuffle in the back room? Better watch your six. We're here to do what comes natural. Eat the rich! Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody's done, everybody's done like a praise and worship album, but. This is not like, uh, you know, Phil Collins' special Kanye's praise and worship album. It's like Kanye trying to take it super seriously. Man, it's so cynical. Like, it just seems like such a last-ditch effort. Like, he lost so much good faith when he did this Trump shit, right? Yeah. And so I feel like he's a man that needs to be adored. So, like... That's what he's doing. Oh, you like, think he's, he's doubling just, down? I think he's. I think that he. Well, first of all, he's definitely doubling down on the Charlie Kirk shit. He's <gasps> been continuing that at all his shows. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see the, in the past like two weeks? There's been footage of him saying like, "Yeah, just remember that um the the Republicans are the ones that freed the slaves," and it's like. It's so irresponsible to say something like that and not without the qualifier of, yeah, but the party switched after the New Deal and the civil rights movement. Like, you're literally misleading people. You're teaching them the opposite of what they should learn. Yeah. You know, and, it's, and he's hurt. Like, it's so it's to me, it's just very cynical that he decided, like, oh, well, if I go all in on Jesus, people can't hate me. You know what I mean? It's so, They're going to stop hating me. Yeah, it's it, it's he he doesn't have any power levels. He's just doubling down into his own grift. And it's amazing that people take it seriously, first of all, you know, because it's it's transparent what he's doing. It's amazing that uh it's amazing that he's convinced himself that he's like I understand that you know, he has mental health issues and everything and and I respect religious practice as like that's what some people like. It's what some people do. Like I, right. you know, I can't, I can't blame them for it. I can't I, as much. Right. It, and, no matter and, what, which part of it, I disagree with either. Yeah, I mean, and and like like Mark said, the the you know that that passage that's always taken out of context. Religion is the opiate of the masses, mm-hmm. which technically people act like he was saying religion is bad when in actuality he was saying like, well, it's all the ruling class left us. All we have is our belief. Mm-hmm. So, like, give us that. And it was, he's not saying he necessarily needed it, as I'm saying I don't necessarily need it. But some people might, and I'll be damned if we take that from them because we don't have anything else. Yeah. You know? So I, I get it. I mean, literally my new album, the opening track, I say I do not hate on religion no more because it's all the ruling class left us, which is not an original thought I came up with. That's Marx. You know what I mean? Marx essentially said yeah. that in, in Das Capital. Mm-hmm. But... Have you read Dust Capital? I have. Okay. And it is a fucking slog. <laughs> Dust Capital sucks, Zach. Uh-huh. It is not fun to read. I But you know what I did find, though? Hmm. I found a fucking illustrated version of Dust Capital. Which, dude, I'm t- it... It blew, It blows my mind. It's the best, dude. Like, I'm it's laughing, be- but like I would read the fuck novel. out of that. Yes, it's a graphic novel of Dust Capital. <laughs> oh, it's what yes. every Marxist needs. Dude, 
Oh, and I have the I just to be a good Marxist, I have an actual copy of Das Capital that I did read and I fucking hated it. And my girl had to listen to me fucking bitch every night. I'm like, I'm trying to get through this fucking I love this guy. I base basically every part of my life around his teachings, but this fucking pedantic fucking <laughs> it's math it's words that are explaining math mm -hmm. i don't it's which is worse than just math at least math it's the numbers yeah math. now he's writing about the numbers it, ugh, math makes sense because sucks. of the form that it's been built into and it's been built into a visual form that is different from language specifically right. because it makes it easier to keep track of everything yeah. Yeah, you don't have to use a dictionary to look up what two means. But I, I don't want anyone to carve out that piece where I say DOS Capital sucks, because it doesn't. <laughs> Everybody it, says that. Like, Dumb and, Awful, Dumb and Awful did an episode with the Mark's Madness podcast, um, hmm. and they talked about it, and he was like, yeah, don't read any of these books. They suck. They're going to take up way too much time. Make me read them, and then make me right. summarize them for you. And they did. The whole episode is them just going through all the important books that you should read and summarizing it. Right, yeah. Which is, I, which is great. I, th I mean, some of them, I mean, yeah, Marx is, uh, I mean, the Communist Manifesto is is a pretty easy read, and yeah. he uses, like, revolutionary language in it and stuff, which is cool. I've read it's the Manifesto. Most, like, the Manifesto is great, yeah. yeah. It, and it was a pamphlet to begin with, so, like, and it's Trotsky-esque, like, it's it has some, like, revolutionary language in it that'll get you pumping your fist. Not the whole thing, but, you know. And obviously, I know Trotsky came after him, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> it's the most like Trotsky in, you know, because Trotsky's a great read. I love reading Trotsky. I started reading it in jail. Okay. The, they, have, they have tablets now where you can, like, oh. like, yeah, you can search for books on them. You have to pay, like, money, but I, I feel like I was having people put money on my books while I was in there this last time, and you can, you, like, search their database for whatever books, and... I'm assuming they don't know what's on there because if they knew I was like getting further <laughs> radicalized, they wouldn't fucking be cool with that. Oh, but, that's great. It's, it's, dude. uh, I think th I know that they've been clamping down on like the activists that are in jails that are you know, writing books inside of jails, inside of prisons. Oh, yeah. I mean, they banned the, the new Jim Crow, which mm -hmm. like isn't even that radical of a book. I mean, not to us, not to me and you. That's not that far left yeah that's, that's maybe sort of on the like fence between neolib and where we're at almost right you know so but, like you like, know like like sock them right yeah <laughs> but like you know if they knew that like i mean i was in i was on the music app you pay a dollar a day and you have sort of like a music streaming service which doesn't have a lot of shit it had my first album though which was crazy i'll tell you about that nice now. but yeah but, well kind of but, uh, cause I tried to hide it from people cause my first album sucks too. It was like, I made it when I first got out of jail and I was like, cause when I first got out of jail in 09, I was like, I, I was in jail for armed robbery. So like, I kind of tried to like put that whole shit behind me to prove to this record label that was interested in me that I wasn't into crime and drugs anymore. And I made this insane poppy, like, it's still, like, well-written, but it's, like, I, I hate it. I can't the, listen to the it. The sound like, is all off. By it. <laughs> yes. But, but that was on the tablet because it's still my most popular album to this day. I'm ashamed to admit. Um, and it's still the one where when I get uh, the royalty check every month, that's the majority of the royalties. Oh, so it's boy. Like, yeah, so there's nothing I can do about it, dude. Like, if I want my kids to have a good Christmas, like, I, I can't distance myself from it that much. Listen to but, my albums, all of yeah. them. Yeah, well, so, and it, so I tried to hide from people that I had this album on the tablet, mm -hmm. and somehow it was the COs. The COs that worked at the jail told, like, the, the, the shot callers on my block. That like, yo, there's a guy on this pod that's like a rapper and he has an album on here. And I'm like, fuck, it's my bullshit like cornball album. And lo and behold, they all loved it and thought it was cool as <laughs> shit that I had this like this fucking lame ass album on there. So it worked out in my favor. 
and then I got to be super cool by being like, yeah, but fuck that album, though. That's not really what I'm about and all that shit. So it did end up working out. Yeah. But as initially... It got you was, It got like, you in. It did. But in it, well, I was already in because when they sent me back to my home jail, like I was back in Philly where I'm from. Uh -huh. So I was good. You know what I mean? I was, it wasn't like I had to do my time in Ohio where I don't know anyone. Yeah. Like they sent me back to Philly, which is good and bad because I ended up relapsing and getting back on drugs and all that shit, which mm. now I'm clean. I got, I'm, I'm good now, but I, I got fucked up again when I went back there. Like that's the reason I left in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. Like. I was good in the jail, but I thought I would be less good if they saw this corny ass album. Like, the cover is <laughs> even an illustration of me with like long black hair and like big frame glasses. Remember when those were cool? Oh yeah, like, look like a nerd. Yeah, in like 2010. So yeah, it was real lame. But anyways, yeah. It's but it's I don't beautiful. even know how I started talking about this. No, I, I so uh, you know. Regardless of how you started talking about it, uh, what we want to know about is how you got into uh, leftist theory, I guess. Oh, man. <sighs> because well, you, you were, were you making music? Uh, I guess, you know, this was the, that was your first album. Were you kind of radical then? Yeah, I mean, my, my most popular song ever, if you go on Spotify, my top song, which has... Like, I think it's going on 2 million plays now, mm -hmm. is called Friday Night Alone, and it's about universal healthcare. Like, even on that album, I was radicalized. Um, there's definitely some neo-lib leanings on it, because I was, you know, when, when you're, when you're like, part of the machine, there's radical centrism all around you that you end up just sort of, like, I don't know, interpolating. There's also, on that first album, a lot of irony that i couldn't sell uh -huh. because the way i was being engineered in the studio like i was writing ironic lyrics but then when i wanted to say them in a way that told you they were ironic the engineer was like no no no, no that's a bad take keep trying that take over and over again until they take all of the inflection out of your delivery so now when i listen to it i'm like i sound like i'm being sincere when i say this bullshit <laughs> you know what i mean like i i i you, I, I can't really think of any lines off the top of my head now, but I listen to it and I'm embarrassed because it sounds like I'm being sincere when I say some shit where I'm not. Right. But, yeah, but as far as leftist theory, like, I, I grew up in Philly where, like, in high school they give you the political spectrum test when you're 17. So, at least in my school. Anyway, yeah, they, they uh, you know, they, they took the calipers and they put them on my skull and then they gave <laughs> me a political <laughs> right. uh, ideology right. test. And, so... I had. They told me I had to go to a different school where I had to be. They called it re-educated. I don't know what they meant by that, but yeah, they said it so, was because of my ideology test and not the calipers. They bagged my head. <laughs> I was thrown into the back of a van. I woke up. I was in the woods, and uh, I was being shot at by men in trees. <laughs> and uh, I made it out, though. I did make it out. Um, but no, like, and, and as far as the political spectrum, my history teacher or social studies teacher mm -hmm. said that, and he, he announced it to the whole class, he said, this is no surprise to me, but, uh, uh, this, this is, this, uh, we have a student in this class that scored, um, the farthest to the left that anyone I've ever taught has scored, and his name is John, <laughs> that's my name, and, <laughs> Yeah, so right off the bat, and this is before I knew what left and right was. Mm -hmm. This is just a kid answering questions. So, like, I, that's how far back, like, I wasn't reading theory or anything. I was just like, no, this is, uh, no, everyone should fucking have healthcare and a house. And why are people starving? Like, well, I, I just learned we're the richest nation. Why are there homeless people? It doesn't make any sense. Yep. Like, so, yeah, going that far back. But I will say, if I'm going to be 100% honest, the Obama years fucked me up for a while, man. Because mm -hmm. I know it did a lot of us. Yeah. And I wish people would be more honest about this. I let my guard down during the Obama years. Like, I was like, man, we got like... And, and I, I don't know if this is racist to say or not, but we got a cool black guy now. Like, we got a black president. Mm -hmm. Like, we can kind of chill because we're in. Like, we're we're heading that way. Yeah. And There's no work that I needs to be done. Live, we did the man. work. We're reaping the benefits right. of all the work that we did. Right. Like, yeah, I love... I even liked Bernie Sanders back then. But it's like, no, we got, we got Barack. 
Hussein Obama. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be good, you know. And I, that was right before I turned myself in for my, um, like, my original crime. I didn't, like, turn myself in. But after I got caught, went to rehab and shit, they, like, let me out on bail. And I had to turn myself in on a certain <laughs> day. And in the interim, the Phillies won the World Series and Obama won the presidency. <laughs> And I saw both of those things happen in the same bar, mm-hmm. nodding off on heroin in Philadelphia. Brother Paul's was the name of the bar. And I was just like, I guess the country's going to be all right. Like, I'll be in jail for a while, but the country's cool. It's in good hands. And I just fell back for a while. Yeah. And, yeah. Which I, I also, like, during that era, I was getting out of high school um, you know, when he was elected again the second time. Uh, so in 2012, I was, I was graduating high school. Oh, and you're way younger than me. Oh, yeah, I'm 26. Holy shit. Oh, 20. Okay, that's not that much. Eight years, though. Yeah, I'm 34. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am, I am quite a bit, quite a bit younger than you. But, uh, but yeah, so I was kind of finding out about, I wasn't radical then. I grew up, a, I was a libertarian shithead. Uh, oh, they had wow. the Tea Party, like young, like the young conservatives for liberty, kind of style I think stuff. I heard you talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they, yeah. Th- th- that was like what was happening, and I got in with one that was like young Tea Party students for liberty or whatever the fuck it was. Like, wow. And so I, I kind of like, cause I was like, okay, I'm gonna become politically illiterate, and I listened to a bunch of people <laughs> say a bunch of shit, and then I'm getting out of high school. I'm like, huh. You know, I really don't think Obama was that bad, guys. And everyone's like, what? I'm like, yeah, also, I read up on this whole global warming thing. By the way, here are the seven books that I got from the library. Um, And this has been documented since the 80s. Why has nobody done anything about it? That was the first time my father called me a Democrat. It was not the last time. Oh, so you had parents, too, that were kind of pushing you to the right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, my, my mom had me when she was 17, like... I, it was she had to get assistance and all that shit right away mm-hmm. so i had like my childhood being brought up i remember distinctly like the only time my mom like got mad enough to like paddle my ass was like when i said something like unwoke and this is the this is the early 90s you know what i mean right. like it's so weird to look back on because my mom was so ahead and she's not even like that now you know what I mean? But back then she was like that like everyone is equal. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was that was beaten literally beaten into me. It's <laughs> it's hilarious cuz she didn't hit me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's great because that's uh, what I expected, you know, a- upon my, you know, my coming of age and like exploring politics. That's what I would have certainly expected to have happened from the generation that uh, you know, died, got shot at Kent State University that like Right. saw not saw but like was the first generation of people where uh you know Im- integration happened yeah. uh all the you know the riots in LA uh the LA riots all of the political unrest of the 80s the 90s all of the anti-war sentiment that they're coming off of that kind of turned into nothing right yeah it's just disappointing disappointing beyond belief yeah. to discover like and then rediscovering a movement that I could be a part of and contribute to was an awesome, like, you know, awakening, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Well, what do you think it is that makes us such, like, and I know some people on the left don't like using this word, but pussies. Like, what makes us so, like, we don't fucking riot the way they do in other countries, like, at the at the inequality. And I, I'll even speak for myself, like, it's hard for me. I know, look, I'm beaten down by capitalism. I got kids. Yeah. Like, there's certain shit I need to do during the day where I can't be in the streets pumping my fist and fucking burning cop cars. Yeah, we're like, we're comfortable. Like yeah, it's absolutely true. It. We live in the richest country in the world. We have, you know, even the the poorest, you know, in the United States, like homeless people die and homeless people are really, you know, live uncomfortable lives but there aren't villages of people that are essentially homeless that are wandering around starving constantly that can get shot up by 
I, a warlord. I, you know, I'm, I I'm trying to not go like, for any specific country in, in particular. Right, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's so weird, like, the right uses that as an excuse as to why, like, nothing should be fixed. Yeah. It's like, man, we throw away so much food. Like, if you're homeless, just go find the food we're throwing away, and you'll be fine. And it's like, I, dude, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, what my, we're, we're lower middle class, and, like, I don't mean me and you. I'm talking, like, my family and myself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but we still have, like, Hulu and Netflix, and it's like, we can cut on the TV and, like, binge all of Better Call Saul yeah. when we're you know, down and out and unemployed and, yeah. you know, tr trying to get back on, trying to qualify for food stamps again because they keep changing the qualifications because they know it'll kick a bunch of people off. Yeah, they just did that. Yeah. They, they, yeah. It used to be 86 hours of job searching a month you had to do to qualify, and they realized that everybody could do that from their computers at home. So they changed it, and now you have to do a bunch of hours of actually, like, volunteering at, like, a food bank, which I actually like, but I don't like that it's a qualification for food stamps because most people can't do it. You know yeah, I mean? they can't get people that are, not, that are not, you know, fully abled can't just drive or take a bus to, a, you know, a food bank three times a week but yeah so yeah so so just to bring it back around as far as reading theory i uh it was on and off throughout like throughout my 20s my teens i dabbled in it i during the obama years i would hide the fact i was a socialist uh -huh. I would sort of say it out of the side of my mouth or say it privately to people but it's like no i can't say that because it makes the 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 liberals look bad you know what I mean? I don't want to make the lick because they call us socialists. I mean, uh -huh. I can't be one because then they're right. Mm -hmm. So it was very much a establishment <laughs> Democrat versus establishment Republican sort of thing that's happening in my head. It happened. No, you know I'm not I mean? socialist. I'm checks notes. Anarchist. Yeah. I was supposed to cross that one out. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, I mean, and like now, I would say probably functionally I'm a socialist. I, I sort of identify with communism at, because I think it's the best. I sort of identify, I, I kind of like approach it sort of like how people approach religion where I say like, I'm a communist because I feel like communism makes the most sense overall mm -hmm. when you talk about how you want people to be taken care of. But I don't think that we should turn America to a communist country tomorrow because that won't work. Right. You know what I mean? So, so when people are like, oh, you're a communist, you want everything divided up exactly equally and we should do that. And it's like, no, that's not going to work in America tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Democratic socialism will because mm -hmm. we flirt with it already. I mean, we have it for the fucking rich. They're, they're already being taken care of by the government. I mean, how many times did Trump go completely fucking bankrupt and he was bailed out with taxpayer money? Like, that's all we want at the bottom, and it would cost them way less to do it for us, you know, but they only do it for the rich because it's all mm -hmm. we value in a capitalist country. Well, you know? and to tie that into kind of our, you know, the point you brought up about why don't we riot as much, do you think that... Uh, music that you make is that kind of like agitprop consciously or is it agitprop subconsciously is it just something that you're that just you need to make music and and you make music about things you believe in or or do you view it as kind of a people aren't ready they need to be radicalized they need to be exposed they need to be you know have uh, other voices that that they that they have in their well, lives when I first heard like the like the Liquid Swords Jizz a Genius album when I was like eleven, I knew from that time, like from that moment, that I was a rapper and I was going to rap. And there was nothing like it was just it was born in me so organically. Like when I heard that. It was like what I was, this sounds stupid and corny and self-aggrandizing, but I felt like it was what I was meant to do, uh -huh. right? <laughs> so yeah, it's stupid, but I mean, you've heard my stuff, like, I am good at what I do. Yeah. Like, and it's, I, and it's, so, yeah. I'm gonna make music forever, I'm always gonna do it. Even, with, like, there was a period where I was signed to Joe Niccolo's record label, he's the guy that discovered the Fuji's Cypress Hill 
Criss Cross, Lauryn Hill, all those people discovered Jermaine Dupree. He's a hip-hop legend. Nas talks about him on his I Killed Hip Hop album as like an innovator. He signed me. He still for free mixes and produces my albums. He's an old man now, but he just like respects what I do so much that he's still involved in my career. Like it, it, it's something that I'm always going to do, and like people that like know what they're talking about still ha like support me. The leftism is not a conscious decision. The leftism is when I sit down with a track that like I either had a hand in making or somebody made for me specifically. That's what naturally is going to come out. I can't help it. There's nothing I can do about it, and it's getting worse, honestly. <laughs> like, dude, when you, I don't know if you listened to the songs I sent you today, but like, that's my new stuff, and it's, I cannot not talk about leftism. <laughs> like, but I, I found like a sort of, the way that Wu Tang used to like incorporate like kung fu movies and, 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 uh, five percenterism and science into their lyrics, like mm -hmm. very organically yeah. is how I've been incorporating it into my stuff. So it doesn't sound like I'm forcing it. I don't come out and I'm like, we need to vote for Bernie Sanders. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not like that. It's touching on the, the issues that like are the things that are constantly plaguing my mind, but yeah. it's still done with like style and finesse. Because you know art, I mean? like, yeah, because art comes from like you, who you are, the things you surround yourself with and so right. it coming out of you organically just means that that's what you're steeped in that's what you're doing right. all the time is thinking about this reading about this and uh, honestly it handicapped my career like i was told when i got signed to not get political and i sort of like smirked as i signed my contract because i knew there was no avoiding it yeah even back then uh -huh. it's even worse now so it's just like and now, like, the, the, the people that sort of are still involved in, in my music are just like, okay, just write whatever you write. Because we can't change what you're going to write. Like, so just do it. Yeah. You're never going to be a star because you can't be a star when you're talking about fucking murdering ICE agents. Like, it's not just, we can't fucking, we can't put you on, a, you know, you're not going to perform at the Grammys. Absolutely. Like, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Like, but, because they have, yeah. they have to keep money flowing. Exactly. So, but I don't care because my family's happy and I'm happy. Yeah, and and kind of, uh, you know, do you have you do you meet other people that kind of do it as more of a as more of a statement, or have you met other people that that's just it's the same thing with you? It's their lifestyle. It's what they're it's what they're what they've been doing for so long. Um, I, I think. It's more the other way. I think more when people come into like my circumference mm -hmm. and like are are impressed with like my music, they will gravitate more towards the leftism. Um, but the, but most of the people that I work with don't stand on like a soapbox or anything or 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 liter or their their career is not really about having ideals. It's more about just making dope shit, which right. I sort of envy um, because they're you know growing up that's how. I was, but I just can't be like that anymore. But one of the one of my peers that I know, I know, man, I'm so fucked. But like, <laughs> but one of my peers, his name's Mike Stew, and he's on the Spirit Cooking album. He's on the like most communist song on the whole album called uh, "Laugh Last." Yeah. Um, and he calls himself a communist in his verse, and he's never done that before in his own music. He does it because I like brought that out of him. And then I approached him. I was like, we should. Make a, we should do like a group where we're you know just straight up being communists and he's like oh no 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 I don't want to make my whole career you know politically oriented it's like you called yourself a communist on my album like it's out there <laughs> like it's you, probably you, one of your most listened to songs like you can like, just you, know I mean? you can just use a pseudonym until you get big enough to uh, <laughs> to be ready to own it yeah but yeah I wanted to call us the hard left. But he, he, he didn't go for it. He didn't want. To, he didn't yeah, want it's to like do a group hard project. style, but hard left. You know. Right, the hard left. Like, <clears throat> yeah. That's funny. That I, I would yeah. listen. I would. I would. What's your favorite genre of music? Oh, you know, hard left. Yeah. <laughs> hard core. Marks. Snarl marks. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's if I do a hardcore band. <laughs> oh man, that's that's actually a fucking great name. Uh.
like you said, it is hard to be commercially successful as, um, you know, as a leftist, which I, I kind of considered a little bit starting the podcast. You know, you see guys like Chapo Trap House and uh, come down, I guess, adjacently. Um, you, I don't know. I don't know, man. Come, <laughs> come down is like. They're, but look, they're the they're know. the same package, okay? So I just I I have to mention friends with but, each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, I I just uh, I just I just I reference mean, them for the meme. Nick definitely loves some Bernie. Mm-hmm. His you ever go on his Twitter feed? It's so weird. It's like the most ironic racism you've ever seen for like twenty tweets, and then it's a unironic retweet of a bernie post yeah like, <laughs> yeah and i was i've been following nick mullen s- since before i knew he was in come down yeah so have i yeah yeah but it, before come even started yeah I started following him. yeah like, pat and oswald followed him yep and, and, yeah yeah and so it was like oh this guy's cool and then now it's like oh i mean he's still cool i guess he just wants to kill himself all the time <laughs> which is relatable <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, but get yeah. out of my head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me at Twitter all the time. That's why I stick to Facebook. It's just boomers screaming about uh, I illegals, I guess. Um, you know, which which I can I can handle that. I can handle that. Uh, no suicidal ideation uh, comes from that mostly. Right. Uh, but but like you get you, I see guys like Chapo get really big and. Yeah, it's kind of strange, isn't it? Like, it, and I it love is. Chapo. Love Chapo. I'm not one of these guys that's like Chapo. They sold out, man. Fuck that. Like, no, I Chapo's mean, great. I listened to the interesting episode. I listened to the Alan Moore episode because Alan Moore oh, that was great, wasn't it? It was. That was hilarious. I I love um I I love I love their uh their style. They have a very good flow with with it. And yeah. Alan was. How did they split that money up though? Because they they do their podcast like Wu Tang albums, where it's like it'll just be like 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 Matt and Virgil one day, you know what I mean? And yeah. It's like is like Amber getting a piece of the that month? You know what I mean? Like, I how do they do that? I don't know. We shouldn't talk about this probably, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you calculate it out, actually, the based on their based on the value of the current properties that they own, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, just, we just do the rest of this interview just in in Chapo's pockets. Absolutely. He's, well, let's let's break this down by dollar amount. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if I do some quick mental math and I know I can figure out exactly how much they made off of off okay. of this episode. Um, but seeing seeing not only leftists, other leftists get big and have cultural impact. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Seeing other leftists get big and have cultural impact, uh, you you were you were uh, you were scared of uh, that that it, if you're too far left that you can't become popular. Well, that. no, um, not even like uh, becoming unable to radicalize people is oh, okay. like right, right, right. is kind of kind of somewhat of the recurring theme. That we have going with some of our stuff, and and when I talk, you know, about like a alt right pipeline or an alt left pipeline, rather, you know, being able to take bottom, uh, bottom, uh, bottom right kids and giving them the means to radicalize themselves, showing them, you know, the the pathway from, uh you know, from bottom right to bottom left, radicalizing people and and losing touch, especially as I get into, like, right. weirder and weirder Twitter arguments with, like, self-professed tankies who are like, hey, we don't need you, Whitey. Uh, you know, right. go, uh, go fuck yourself. We're gonna do a revolution all on our own. And it's like, but you haven't yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, the, I don't know. The, the revolution thing is like it's it's comes back. I mean, that's going to be a theme with this with, with me and your conversation here. Is like, do we really think we can? I'm not saying we can't, but how are we going to have a revolution 
I mean, like... Yeah. It, it's not it that I'm not down. It's that how oh, do I'm I... Down. Yeah, how do I... Who else is down? Get enough people, like, and how do we network with enough people? Right. Because... we can't tell... We can't tell all the white kids to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Like, and we can't not take people that that might have said a racist thing one you know when they were 16 and we can't you know I mean? build a tent and then like exclude specific tendencies because we're afraid of their ideology right because at the end of the day like we all want the same thing and you know it, the only way that like i don't think that we can ever inspire everyone to a revolution that requires uh violence because I think yeah. that's a lot of... It takes a lot of things to fall in the right way for that to happen. We're also not ready for violence either. Like, we, yeah. we, we need to be, like... We need to be radicalizing communities and, like, arming ourselves and training and, like... The right's way ahead of us on that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that, that, that to me, you know, I don't know. It, 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 there's sometimes where I'm like, electorally might be the only way. Like... You know, we might have to get in with the Bernie Sanders, and then... I mean, you know, I absolutely we, think that we can do both. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it doesn't... We kind of are. Yeah. Because we're protesting everything, and, like, I think Antifa is very positive for our movement. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, think, that, I think... That's that's on my Spirit Cooking album, too. There's a, there's a whole Antifa, like, Punch a Nazi in the Face is, like, basically a freestyled song I did. It's almost an interlude on the album. But it is like an Antifa rally cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, support local Antifa. If you're not supporting Antifa, you're not ready for this movement. Like, if if you're still scared by mainstream media because they're showing videos of guys with their face masks up, like, knocking over a fucking lamppost, you're not ready for this movement. You're not ready for the revolution. Like, mm hmm Yeah. Yeah, which, it's, uh, it's great that we have organizations like the DSA that are block walking, um, yeah. that are, you know, having meetings that are m passing resolutions because yeah. the people I'm a that card carrying member, I mean, me and my nice. girl both are like, you know, yeah. And we, and we get our kids involved in it too, as much as we can. Yeah. Our 12 year old, our 12 year old is, is sort of getting into it. We got a six year old too. He's not really, he don't give a shit. Sick. It, he, he just likes when I let him say fuck Donald Trump, which he just thinks is hilarious. <laughs> Which I don't Jesus. always do, but I have <laughs> let him say it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, I no, 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 no. Yeah, hey, you can't always say that. <laughs> sometimes I'll, you know, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and, and that's good. I think that personally for me, you know, the, the DSA people that are near us are, are dorks. And it's just really, it's not my brand. Um, you know, because my yeah. brand is everything to me, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm a podcaster, for God's as any, sake. As any good socialist, you know, you got to be about that brand loyalty. Exactly. If you are not of my tendency, you can fuck off and die in the gulag. <laughs> uh, you get the wall. Uh, yeah. Which I think it's funny. I think the wall is funny because it's like the wall means something else to everyone. The wall is the thing Donald Trump's trying to build when you say it. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the certain segment of the of the left that talks about the wall, and it's like, do you guys not realize what this sounds like to, like, a liberal? They think you're talking about Donald Trump's wall. <laughs> like, See, the left wants yeah. to build the wall, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you gotta see how you're coming off, because the horseshoe theory is not real, yeah, it's, but you're it's, making it seem real. See, it's not even horseshoe theory that they do. They just take the political spectrum thing, and they turn it to the left, they rotate it counterclockwise, 90 degrees, right. and they're like, yeah, yeah, authoritarian is on the left, and then liber libertarianism is on the right. Yeah. And it's like... You know what, I, hmm. what I deal with a lot is like, it's funny to see what people think socialism and communism is. Like, mm -hmm. the average person. Yeah. Like, because they have such a weird idea of it. My, my daughter's best friend's father the other night she texted this to me they were having a bonfire and like a cop walked up and was like you can't have this bonfire because you didn't whatever ask the county or whatever and he's like he said out loud he's like you guys have more rules than communism and she texted this to me she's like what does that mean and i'm like 
you'd be bored if I tried to explain to you what he thinks he's saying. <laughs> but it is so fucking stupid, he thinks that because the Soviet Union had this planned fucking economy, that that's how we want communism to be, where everything... And it's not fucking true. Mm -hmm. We want less rules in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's just what people think, you know. I mean, they, they see my tattoo. I have the hammer and sickle tattooed on my on my forearm. Fuck yeah. And people are like, oh, you got a Russia tattoo. Like, no. It was on the flag for like four years. How is this still associated with Russia? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, well, don't you know that those communists tried to elect Donald Trump? That is... Dude, I, my stepdad <laughs> is my hero, but uh -huh. he said that to me when I wore a hammer and sickle. I worked for, with him for a couple months while I was stuck back in Philly mm -hmm. waiting for my case to get transferred back to Ohio. Right. And I wore a hammer and sickle shirt, and I was like, Dave, do you even know what this means? And he's like, you support the platform of the GOP? I was like, there could not have been a more wrong answer that you could have said. Like, that is so... I, where did you get that from? Congratulations. From, I don't know right? what the award is, but here it's yours, buddy. It's from memes, dude. It's from liberal memes. It's from people putting the word Trump with the hammer and sickle because of Russia. And it's so crossing the mojination of the... It's so fucked up, dude. We're fucked. We're so fucked. Yeah. I... Which which is kind of why we turn to podcasting because we we talk about this and like I argue with people online, but your your audience is so limited and you only feel like you're doing so much when you're screaming into the void of a of you know of a twelve hundred member Facebook Facebook group, right? Uh, well, you, know. you know what you know what I come back to too, and you know what it sucks and 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 maybe maybe cut this out. <laughs> but I come back to, to Nick Mullins' sort of approach to it is that, like, making your life all about this movement is fucking lame and stupid and not cool. Mm -hmm. Just try to either make people laugh or entertain people or, as far as I'm concerned, like, make dope music that people want to listen to, which is what Rage Against the Machine did. Mm -hmm. Nobody realized they were listening to far-left communist fucking anthems. That they fucking just were tweet. the fuck out. You know that tweet yeah. where he's like, oh, I went back and listened to Rage Against the Machine. Surprisingly, a lot more violent than I remember it being. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, he's literally, a, like, a fucking communist. Yeah. Uh, well, well, did when, uh, Rage Tom Against Morello, the Machine not give it away? Right. Well, Tom Morello, when he was looking for a singer for his band, put an ad in the newspaper that said, a skater punk socialist that <laughs> listens to rap and metal. Oh, thank like God he, Beto didn't call. Uh, oh, could you imagine <laughs> if Beto, Beto O'Rourke was, oh my God. Oh. It would have been. <laughs> I wonder. Some of those that work forces are actually kind of good people. Some of those. <laughs> they aren't all bad. We can radicalize them. Also, some of those also that work me. forces, some of us should applaud them. Some of us that <laughs> Fuck you, I might do what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's great. That's the that that's a fucked up timeline that we just spoke into existence. Oh no, yeah. There's it's going on somewhere. If it's true that there's a million fucking uh, realities happening at once, Beto O'Rourke did sing for uh, Rage Against the Machine. But then again, so did, like, John McCain. So. Ah, true. Damn. <laughs> That's worse. That's Rage Against worse. the Machine, John McCain's folk band. <laughs> oh, dude. They're, they're actually just, uh, 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 Luddites. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a Luddite, uh, folk, folk band, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so... Basically, what I'm saying is like we should just try to entertain people, and yeah. our, our leftism is going to be in there. But yeah. I know that like there's a certain segment of hip hop fan, not even a certain segment. The majority of if if you listen to rap and you hear a JJ Demon song, mm -hmm. like you will, you're not going to say this is whack. You know what I mean? Like 
It's the, the I, and I mean, does that sound like I'm full of myself? I'm I not mean, like saying I'm the greatest. I mean, like I'm I would say, like, you can tell it's not. It's not. This isn't like normie shit. Right. It's from a technical standpoint, though. If you like listen to rappers, it's well put together. Mm-hmm. And if if that's how you look at rap, you know, you might even be able to see past the leftism. And I don't think a lot of people listening to rap are far right. Unless, like, your favorite rappers like Eminem. You know what I mean? Or Kanye. But, get, get that call back. That, well, now. But, but here's the thing with the people pretending to love Kanye. They don't, really. They, they're supporting him because, like, it's the same way where, like, people on the left support ICP. Yeah. Because, like, you know what I mean? And, and I got swept up in that. Man, we could talk for a million years. Because I have so many interesting things that I could tell you. I got caught up in that in that uh, ICP like fervor because I used to be a guest on this ICP podcast. Not even a podcast. It was an online radio show. Okay. It would be like four hours long sometimes. Oh, Jesus. And I would Jesus. be a guest host on it. Yeah. Um, it was by this guy named DJ. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to pronounce it. I have to pronounce it correctly because it might sound like I'm saying a racial slur. DJ Snickers, like the candy bar, yeah. is his name. That's his name. Right. People have been banned off quick. Twitch for worse. Right. You, you can't say it too quick. But that's his name, the candy bar. But he's a, uh, he would have me on all the time. He tried to give me my own show. But I was like, look, man, I don't really like these guys. But I got lumped in with them because I used to work with this girl named Whitney Payton who ended up becoming like an extended member of their sort of outside groups and had them on her album, she was on their album, and I sort of, in the beginning, put her on. She was, I was bigger than her at one time. She's way bigger than me now. She does like Warp Tour and shit. Like oh, the man. offshoots of it, yeah, because I think they stopped doing those. Yeah, like, Warp Tour official died. Right, yeah. But she, and she does like the gathering and all this shit. So they have me on and I'm like, a, to them, like a celebrity guest. And so I would do these shows with them all the time. And then when this big uh, uh, protest happened in D.C., like, that's who everybody wanted to hear from. So I was doing all these shows for, like, five nights in a row. I was on all these shows talking about the political this and that. So it's sort of that sort of thing where we love ICP. Uh, Not even ironically, we do because we have sort of radicalized their fan base through Antifa being such a supporter of, like, their cause and shit. And it did sort of work. Um, but like, that's sort of how, uh, these, these right wing guys like Kanye, they don't really like him. They don't really understand him, but he's saying the things they want to hear. So it's like, yeah, the new Kanye album's the best rap album that's ever been made. And it's like, you don't own a rap album. You never did. Like you listen to like beastie boys at like a party in college and you're like yeah i'm funky i'm kind of like a funky white guy you know what i mean i kind of got my hat on in a weird sort of way you know what yeah I mean? look, yeah look at my collared shirt the buttons are most of them are undone you know so that was, that was that sort of thing. <laughs> hey hey well there uh, sorry. did i the number of buttons yeah. that you have or do not have buttoned is 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 uh besides the point it it directly affects your level of praxis. Fuck. <laughs> Which direction is the right direction? <laughs> no, if you know if you have the top button, if you have the top button buttons, like you're a fucking you're a fucking chud. You, there's no way. Well, for a while, if you had the top button buttoned, you were like stylish. Yeah, you know no, that, it that quickly was, got picked that, up by the fuckboys. Yeah. Because that lasted like two years. There's a couple of things that lasted two years. Those, remember the long t-shirts? They were fitted, but they were longer. They were yeah. called long line. Oh. Those, yeah. I, I got a closet full of those I'm oh, trying no. to get rid of. Oh, yeah. no. Right? Yeah, some of these trends that I just, that, that I, I loved it at the time because I was like, oh, it's like baggy and tight. We're doing baggy and tight at the same time. I'm loving it, you know? But <laughs> Get all fired up around. about it. Get a whole... Plausible, yeah. and it's over. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and, <laughs> and I look stupid. All right, cool. <laughs> wow. Should, wish I didn't shoot that video three months ago that just got finished being edited. Oh, but, no. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's happened a few times. Luckily, I work with people that are very incompetent, so a lot of times things don't come out. Eh, but, there you go. That's the best right. way to do it, right? Just yeah. shoot your shot. 50% of it makes it out. <laughs> Yeah. There's only the good 50%. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Dude, and and I last year in November, this is right before I got locked up again, I went to Denver to record this side project. I sent you some of the tracks. Josie Wales were called with with a friend of mine that I grew up with. But yeah, we, we recorded some videos that are up. But again, he had his girlfriend sh shoot and direct these videos, which she's a wonderful woman, mm -hmm. but she like posted one of them and didn't even put the name of our group on it. So I couldn't even search it. I couldn't find uh, it for months. Oh no. Yeah. I, yeah, I had to search our names individually to find it, but it's the song. We shot a video for the song where I talk about murdering ICE agents, which is like, you know, I thought was going to be like so controversial that, you know, leftists would pick up on it, but I don't even know how to promote it because it's not, you can't search for it, but it's on YouTube. I don't know. Damn. It's social media rules everything. And uh yeah i guess i guess like we have talked about it before i've talked about it uh with uh my buddy raul who's in dallas that was one of our first 15 million flowers episodes um which i don't know if you got the reference with 15 million flowers it's like the 100 flowers campaign and the 15 million credits episode from black mirror no is that i did watch black mirror the 15 million credits one was the episode where he uh, is like riding the bike all the time. No, I don't remember it. Okay. It, f funny episode. Like, like if you want me to, I'll, I'll like spoil the ending for you. Yeah, I've seen it, but okay. I just don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. I, I he he like rides the bike to get the money to send the girl to the talent show, and she like becomes a. She like becomes like a like a prostitute like she does like uh sex work because they were all full of singers um and then so he gets really mad and so he goes and gets enough money to go to the show and then he gets up there and he's like has a shard of glass and he's like you guys are this is just a giant production to you you don't care about anybody that comes up here you just want to pull them into your money making schemes and they're like applauding him and it closes out with him like recording like his weekly broadcast the, like the Freedom Nation or something. Damn, I don't remember this at all. Maybe I didn't see this. One. <laughs> it's it's huh. fucking like it's it's how I feel when I'm laying in bed and thinking about you know oh I'm putting out content to change the world. Right. From my home in well, the just, U.S. of A. <laughs> well, may, maybe this is the difference in our ages, and it's not that different because like I started to like screw my head on when I was your age and mm -hmm. I had a I had a late start because I was in I mean the first time I went to jail I was 17 I was a drug addict the time I was 15 like I was all fucked up so Ooh. I got a late start yeah um and the the criminal justice system will fucking kneecap the shit out of you which is why I'm not I I, I basically have no career and and I don't care because there's not really a, an expiration date on rappers and I, I, I have a story, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have a, a whole fucking story that explains why I am 34 years old and still do at this point, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, but like I, my advice would be don't think about it in terms of, like, trying to change the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Just, like, make something that, like, makes you happy and then, like, you will change the world, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, it that that sort of should come first, and I'm not trying to be like the old head. Like, let me l l listen, listen. Let me, let me break it down. <laughs> do what you like, love, and before you yeah, know what you'll do. love, what you do. You don't love yourself first. <laughs> Nobody's gonna love you. Like, no, like, you know, people will still love you even if you hate yourself. Nick Mullen. Um, but, uh, <laughs> what? We can't, this sucks because we're damning ourselves because this is a great conversation, but we keep referencing Nick Mullen, which is going to fuck us. This, this whole, this whole episode, I'm just going to do a super cut of it where it's just, yeah, Nick Mullen said, and yeah. Nick Mullen, oh, Nick Mullen again. You know, the Obi-Wan of leftism. Oh, the, uh, God. <laughs> The sensei, the ghost dog of leftism, uh, the RZA. <laughs> this is cursed like content. I I do not listen to them. I I don't like them enough to spend the time listening to them. Oh, uh, okay, all right. Unfortunately, yeah. I just they had maybe the best run in hip hop, just as far as like in the in the the mid to late nineties, where RZA was just producing everything, and like every album was a classic, and like. You would listen to a solo album by like Ghostface, and there'd be like three songs on the album that he wasn't even on. 
just the other members of Wu-Tang were on it. Like, and it was just all the vision of the RZA, like, and it somehow all made sense. Yeah, that's... Beautiful. That's, yeah, it was beautiful. It really was. What do you listen to normally? Uh... uh uh, Alter Bridge. I played guitar in high school, and so I still listen to like Mark Tremonti and Joe Satriani and all the like virtuoso guitarists. Um, oh, okay, the guys that can't write songs but they can play their asses off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you know, Eminem with rapping. I always, I, I always, uh, he's akin to like Steve Vai yeah. and uh, Joe Satriani, where he's like technically a wizard, but like he just sucks at making music. And, yes, and, I hate and, him. and his like one good album was the one where he was like doing drugs. Right, and then like if you look back at what was considered a classic, you realize it was actually bad for hip hop. Yes. Like, it just fucked hip hop yes. up for it's a couple just, years. It's just because I was so young and had no taste that I thought it was good. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, uh, sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him, dude. Uh, yeah, that, I listen to a bunch of EDM now, um, it's just, it's so accessible, and it's so right, yeah. constantly pushed out that it's just like, yeah, I can just pay attention to what is coming out, and that's how I, like, listen to music a lot in my, it's background noise mostly for other stuff that I'm doing. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I've really been listening to, like, Dream Theater again a lot. Oh, cool, yeah. I love Prague, dude. My favorite band is Coheed and Cambria. Nice. Yeah, I love Coheed and Cambria. The Mars Volta were great when I was growing up, but now I listen to them as an adult, and I'm like, oh, you're just like, your lyrics are just weird for the sake of being weird. It's not, I thought it was deep, but it's not. Yeah. It's just, you're really weird. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, oh, what's that stupid noise band? Um... There's a lot of them. <laughs> I, I can't think. I can't think of the specific one that I wanted to punch down on. So, uh, but all noise bands, <laughs> uh, just in general. <laughs> I don't think on this podcast we're punching down on anything. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Let me have this platform, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I didn't mean that was sort of a, a, a jab at the podcast. I didn't mean for it that way. I meant it, you and I. Yeah, I don't no. Think we it, can punch down on a band we've heard of. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, I'm not bigger than them yet. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I guess, I guess uh, one thing I want to ask before, you know, kind of to close us out is what are you doing uh, once society collapses? Oh, man, I don't know. I, 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 society collapsing. Do you think that'll happen? Like, I mean, climate I, change I, is pretty. We're like. Oh, well, from climate change. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that probably will happen. But I don't know that it's going to happen. Like, I don't think we're going to be young. I mean, if you still consider me young, like, you're definitely still young, but, like, I don't know if we'll be young when that happens. So I don't know if we can really say. I mean, and I have a family. You know what I mean? I have a family now, too, so it's like that's sort of what I think about. How am I going to protect them? Right. You know, when the shit hits the fan. And it's like, I just sort of think about, like, where... Where do I want to live? I mean, I live in landlocked Ohio right now where we're going to be pretty okay. Uh -huh. the, the, the weather's not going to drive us from our homes. You know, in Philadelphia, maybe it could happen. I mean, it happened with uh, uh, Hurricane uh, Sandy. Mm -hmm. Hurricane Sandy shut my city down for a while. Ooh. Yeah, y'all are not ready for hurricanes on the East Coast. Yeah, well, yeah, that, well, that's the last time I was back in Philly, aside from this last time they took me back there. And it was during, like, it was when I voted for Obama the second time was when Hurricane Sandy hit. But, um, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I just, you know, I gotta, I, I gotta think about my family. I can't really think about that because tomorrow morning I have to, like, get up. I have to make sure my kids are dressed and, and have something to eat and they get to school and make sure they're keeping their grades up and shit like that. It's hard to think about what I'm going to do when it collapses because if you say that to a child, then their life becomes chaos. It yeah. It's unmanageable. So I can't think that way because they can't think. Right. You know? Interesting. So it's hard for me to put myself there. Yeah. I, I like, I like that family. answer. Yeah. Uh, no. Mm. No, I would rush into it. Mm. Zach, I would, I would, Zach, I would rush, I would rush into it. I, you know, I rushed Look, into a lot of things. The listen, Zach, one thing I refuse to rush Zach, into is cursing a child Zach, with the issues Zach, that I carry. Into we all that. do it, Zach. <laughs> Zach. 
just, just start seeing this dark side of me. <laughs> Dak, we're you, all miserable. You, Zach. <laughs> Zach, listen. Fall with me into the depths, Zach, please. Someone. Gee, look, Someone throw their look, life away the way I did. <laughs> <laughs> you yourself just said that you didn't even have, like, plans for a commune. Like, I have drawings. I have, like, people I know. I'm going to make this commune happen, okay? Shit, man. Good. Thank you. I'm glad someone's doing it. And just make room for four, because I got four. Okay. Like, I got me, I got me, my, my, me, my girl, and my two kids. <laughs> All right. We'll come to Texas. It's warmer. Look, okay? as long as they're young and they can work the fields, y'all are welcome anytime. <laughs> Texas is far less accommodating to the poor, though, man. I, that's Absolutely. why I left. Yeah. I left to come up here to get health care, and, and I did. I have, I have completely free health care, everything taken care of. Dude, you can get on Suboxone maintenance up here for free. Like, you will get two Suboxone pills a day for free, paid for by Medicaid, In because uh, I'm in a uh, Medicaid expansion state. That's great. So, like, which is how everyone should, everywhere should be. Every I mean, place in America should be this way. Yeah, that's why we're, I mean, we're having, you know, a heroin epidemic. Right. Because and we don't have the infrastructure to respond to people that need help. People, no, not people that need jobs. And dude, Suboxone maintenance saved my life more than once. They put you on a drug that you never feel the withdrawal symptoms. Mm -hmm. You take this drug, you take it every day. It doesn't get you high, but it gives you the same sort of get up and go that heroin did once mm -hmm. it replaced the chemicals in your brain that are supposed to do that. And your life becomes manageable. You become happy again. You enjoy fucking sunrises again. Beautiful days. Like, it's such a good thing. And, the, and it's paid for by Medicaid. Like, this is, you know, yeah, this is what the opiate epidemic needs. And yeah, I've, I've sort of jokingly, half-jokingly called my spirit cooking album, like, the soundtrack to the opiate epidemic. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know we're closing and we're ending, but, like, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say I've lost every one of my friends either to gun violence or the opiate epidemic. I don't, I have two friends left that I grew up with. We had a crew of, like, 20 growing up. Everybody's dead. I have a wow. friend right now who's in a group with me who's missing. I don't know where he is. No one can get a hold of him. And, oh, man. like, I hate to say, yes, I hate to say it, but we're assuming, because he's had problems with this in the past, that that's what happened. It's just, I mean, I've OD'd. The, the paramedics got there on time to save me, but I've OD'd before. Yeah. Like, it's, we are in, it's, it's akin to what was happening to the gay community in the early 80s. It's being ignored. Mm -hmm. People talk about it, but we're not doing anything to address it. It's not coming up in the big speeches. It's not coming up in the, in the uh, legislation. Like, we need emergency suboxone maintenance for everyone that needs it and they shouldn't have to pay for it because they can't mm -hmm. the reason the crimes are being committed the reason i robbed the fucking gas station in 2008 was because i needed my fix or i was going to become violently ill like you know fuck all these people talking about it's a choice yeah there's some choice going on there in it but it's a disease it's affecting everybody and yeah, I didn't mean to get all serious. <laughs> no, that, that's great. I I, I yeah. haven't heard from anybody in the trenches, so. Yeah, no, I mean, I my whole life has been in the trenches. Yeah, that's where I get my sense of humor from because I can't, couldn't have survived without it. You yeah. Know, it wouldn't be fun to talk to. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but why yeah, couldn't yeah. you just get the nice white, like, upper class alcoholism that everybody else suffers from, I'm huh? also an alcoholic. I've been hospitalized for it, physically dependent on alcohol. I had to be put on benzos for weeks Ooh. at a time so I didn't die from the withdrawal. I am that too, so welcome to it. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm diagnosed PTSD from, like, the jail situation oh like, man we'll talk about it again well, yeah I'll, I'll come on again if you want to okay I'll, I'll, we'll we'll, we'll find something yeah, yeah we'll do prison we'll do mental health and we'll have you back on because you have been yeah. this has been really fun uh it's oh, thank you, it's man. i went over you know i was gonna try to keep you to 45 minutes because i hate i hate uh breaking into any of your time especially if you got to be up in the morning but yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to put some of your music as the outro. I don't know awesome, what yet, um, but... Uh, I, I really like Prisoners of War. It's very sad, but I think it, it really sums up, like, the, the direction I'm sort of going in now, using, like, new school flows, but using, like, sort of dusty, old, 
older, like late '90s RZA type beats. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being yeah, on, th dude. Thanks for having me on, dude. This was awesome. This was fun. Yeah, I, that's that's the goal, man. You're you're a fucking cool ass dude, and and I uh, and we need more people like that uh, with voices in in, the, in our communities. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, and for everybody out there in podcast land, I'll see y'all later. Every prisoner is political, so living for the poor. The plan with us like with toys scattered on the living room floor. Duh. Dressed like I'm about to give an award. Fresh to death, shit, you only get in the morgue. Catch your breath, hit up while you sit in the form. What's the lesson when you're hit up by someone that's in an accord? Right at the corner but 22nd, right on Allegheny, we were stuck Police asking why the needles on us, Tommy told him straight up shooting drugs I was out on bail for robbing people, I was out there, I was fucking up All we wanted was to feel alive, and Tommy ain't wanted enough 17 at a gun in the tuck, cold world, let me bundle you up Black bag when you run out of luck, black mess, I was under your truck Skip class, I was dumb as a fuck, yo, yeah Running revenge, plan against God for taking someone I love Crushing the pill in the sand, Albert Glass on his lean and it fell.